Fake news, now more warnings about fake reviews. A popular skincare company settles a complaint after being outed by a whistleblower for its fake product reviews. Plus the results of our Money with Friends poll, how legit you think product reviews really are. Plus your tips on how to use them without getting duped. That and so much more on this edition of Money with Friends. Welcome to the Money with Friends podcast. I'm certified financial planner, Bobby Rebel, host of the Financial Grown-Up podcast, coming to you from my very grown-up kitchen in New York City. And coming to you from my mom's half-finished basement where we make the Stacky Benjamin Show, I'm Joe Salcihai. This is the Money News Show that includes commentary on recent headlines and stories with thought leaders from across the financial landscape. We break those stories down into what matters to you, our friends, and we leave you with a takeaway to make it your own, and we do it for you six days a week. And today, our show is brought to you by Acre Trader. You can own farmland and earn passive income if you want to watch the explainer video and check it out. We'll talk a little bit more about it later, but for uh, a quick briefing and how you make money two different ways, head to AcreTrader.com com forward slash mwf bobby we're talking reviews i i would have never known that some of the reviews on some sites might be fake i am a bit trusting as well i don't know if you're being sarcastic in saying that i think more that less than being fake i've always thought that some have an agenda yeah. Is what I would say. I never thought about the idea, and we'll talk more about in the story of how deliberate and how conniving and scheming some of these are, assuming the skin company, skincare company is representative. So I didn't know how structured this was and how often it probably happens. But it's pretty clear sometimes that there is an agenda. But I'm glad to see some people doing something about it. So let's see which of our friends is going to kick off today's show, and we'll get into it. This is Lacey from the Military Money Show. Just when you thought it couldn't get any better, it's time for our headlines. Our headline comes from the New York Times. It is by Sandra Garcia. Sunday Riley settles complaint that it faked product reviews. The popular skincare brand Sunday Riley has agreed to settle complaints filed by the Federal Trade Commission that the company posted fake reviews of its products online. The settlement, which was announced on Monday, does not provide consumers with refunds and it does not force Sunday Riley to admit any wrongdoing. Wow. The company simply agreed not to break the law in the future. We're going to talk more about that. After a whistleblower posted on Reddit last year that Sunday Riley's staff members were leaving reviews of the company's products, the FTC opened an investigation, two commissioners said in a statement. The complaints charged that the company and its chief executive, whose name is Sunday Riley, with, quote, making or missing claims, the fake reviews reflected the opinions of ordinary users of the products and with deceiving the public by not disclosing that the reviews were written by Ms. Riley or her employees. According to the complaint, Ms. Riley asked her staff in a July 2016 email to create three accounts on Sephora.com, encouraging them to register under different identities so they could post multiple positive reviews of Sunday Riley products and inflate the product's ratings. The email included step-by-step -step instructions on how to set up a virtual private <laughs> network, which allowed employees to conceal their online activity while making new profiles, according to the FTC. 
the commission said Miss Riley asked her staff to focus on specific products and to, quote, always leave five stars when reviewing them. Moreover, the FTC said Miss Riley asked her employees to dislike negative reviews to increase the likelihood that they would be removed. This directly translates to sales, she wrote, according to the complaint. Sunday Riley products range in price from $22 to $158. The company and Sephora did not immediately respond to requests for comment on Tuesday. Online reviews can have a real effect on a product's sales, according to Michael Luca, an associate professor at Harvard Business School, who's researched the way fake reviews can distort markets. <coughs> Excuse me. In a 2016 study, Mr. Luca showed that a one-star rating increase on Yelp could mean a five to 9% increase in revenue. A 2016 Pew Research Center study on online reviews also showed that around half of adults under 50 always or almost always check online reviews before buying a product for the first time. Online reviews definitely affect the customers. Pangiatis uh, Stamiloporis, a lecturer in business analytics at Leeds University Business School, said, if there are fake reviews, someone can distort the market, and a lot of these companies, their success is very much based on this mechanism of reviews, he said. You need to rely on other people online. It goes on to talk about stuff that we would expect, Bobby, about how it creates more buzz and how people go through and they read the reviews. Do you go in and read reviews when you, when you uh, jump on? I read them all the time. Yeah. And I listen to them. And so I did a little research on this as to how you can spot fake reviews. And first of all, there are a couple of programs that you can um, get that will in theory, now I couldn't find reviews on these things. So buyer <laughs> beware. I'm just telling you, I look, I actually looked for reviews on the fake review apps and websites. It's also kind of meta, right? isn't it? I know. Yeah. But you can go to, there is a site called fakespot.com and also um, review meta um, that maybe, again, I'm not endorsing them. Maybe they can spot fake reviews. There's some sort of algorithm, but there's some other ways that you can spot them. You can look for a verified purchase on places like Amazon. So it will say this person actually bought the book. That was something really important to me because when my book came out, there was someone controversial in the book and some people without having read the book and knowing the context of her comments and that were made um, in a totally separate way, they left negative reviews of the book and they were not verified. They said in their reviews, I did not read the book. And my feeling was as an author, you have to have read the book. So those were non-verified reviews. So knowing that there's no proof that the person actually bought and presumably read the book or whatever other product it is, if you don't have that verified purchase, that's a red flag. Also, look for gramming and spelling errors because that's a sign that a bot maybe was involved. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or or in some cases, I've actually seen people online that leave reviews and they, they just hire people on an online site who um, – are are you know doing it for the lowest uh, price possible in fact there was one there was one company um there was one podcast excuse me that stayed in the top 10 podcast on apple podcast for a long period of time and all of the reviews looked like they were written by the same person because they had they all had exactly the same spelling mistake and it was hundreds of positive reviews that all were almost exactly the same length almost exactly the same spelling mistakes. 
it was just, it was, it was amazing. Like all you had to do was jump into the reviews and you knew that you knew the reviews are fake. I'm surprised that wasn't caught by some sort of, doesn't Apple have some technology that would catch that? I would think. Apple has now redone that whole site and has redone how they do reviews and they're constantly changing all the time. Like I'm sure, you know, I'm sure TripAdvisor's changing. We've all heard the problems with Yelp before about how somebody that owns one restaurant will go sabotage another restaurant by leaving negative reviews of their competitor, you know, which I, I I don't know. Uh, But, but, you know, I think even in the, in the area that we, that we work in, uh, I know, I know a podcast host that, that as a condition of having a guest on their show, say, you have to leave me a five-star review to appear on my show, which I think is just absolutely disgusting and horrible. I mean, it just very naive. Yeah. I never would have think to do that. I don't, yeah, we don't ask any, we we don't ask anything. We, we like if they share and all that stuff and, but they don't, we don't have any requirements. Um, another thing that people can do though, speaking of that is they can, you know, you look for the suit, you avoid the super negative because that could be a plant, which you pointed out that could be someone sabotaging. You look for the super positive because that could be a plant, someone that's paid to do it. And you go for the middle reviews, people that say something positive, but maybe have something that's not as perfect. And that is usually more authentic. I go for, it's funny, my, my thought, and I like your strategy better than what I do, but historically I've, I've looked at the, at the negative reviews first. Um, and I look for specific things that they don't like. And then I'll generally, like if it's a podcast or if it's a blog or something, I, uh, I will go listen to it first and see if I agree with that. And sometimes, you know, you can smell an agenda from a mile away, but other times, uh, generally, if they've got super specific things that they're thinking, then it's, uh, then it's a big thing. Tom from Maple Money hanging out with us. We do the show live in front of a Facebook audience and uh, they're surly today. Surly's a good term. Tom from Maple Money <laughs> says, Joe, I'm still waiting for your five-star review. I forgot that for me going on Tom's show, I was supposed to do that. I didn't mean to out you like that, Tom. I did not mean to. <laughs> That's funny. All right. You've got some, uh, you, you, uh, went to Instagram and asked Instagram a question. What did you ask? Yes. We asked our at money friends pod, uh, followers. So please follow us on Instagram and that's the handle on Twitter as well. We asked them, Joe, do you believe online reviews are a legit and reliable way to research a product? And the choices were my go-to source or skeptical about them. So what do you think our money friends on Instagram said? I think that, like, I, I always read the reviews, but I'm incredibly skeptical. And I think our audience would be the same. I'd say 90-10, 90% skeptical. Nope. 50-50. 50-50. And it has changed throughout the day, going back and forth, I would say, leaning a little bit each way and the other way. So, yeah, I know. Um, we did have some comments. So let me just read a few, share a few of the comments. Um Debt-free Kristen said, you can almost always tell when it's a bot slash fake slash self-review. I always go to negative first. Um, M. Armstrong said, seriously doubt that many people feel the need to give five stars for a pepper, for a something. Uh, oh, for a toilet paper rod replacement. <laughs> I guess that's, um, Beauty Lover says, I do check online reviews, but I take them with a grain of salt. And then we'll read one more. We have quite a few, so I'll post them all on Instagram later. Um, read the good and the bad reviews. This is from Tyler Burke. Um, what other options could be more legit or reliable? 
that in other words what else do we have really what else we got well it is sad because what we used to have a lot of and we don't have as much anymore are uh, third-party critical reviews right like when you go to a movie and i know a lot of people disagree with movie critics uh or you know consumer reports as an example like people that are professionals at reviewing things i will read those uh, as often as I possibly can to try to get those people because I, I know the source then. I know that if it's Consumer Reports, I know that it's not, you know, Earl in Peoria who is really a bot and is, you know, uh, it's it's all made up or is a big fan of the founder of the company and they're in it together to give this glowing review for something that never happened. Yeah. And, and, and some of the people that I researched online suggested that you, if, if you're going to look at, at uh, videos, video reviews sometimes are more reliable because they're more likely to disclose their affiliation just because of the culture of YouTube sure. videos. They'll say, you know, here's my link and they'll, they're telling you they have an affiliate link. So at least you know where they're coming from. And the bigger the audience, the bigger the audience, the more that you know that uh, there's the weight of a certain sense of responsibility. Not always the case. But but I think, you know, if somebody has uh, six subscribers on YouTube and, and they're telling you how phenomenal a product is, might even be more buyer beware. In just a second, Bobby and I are going to have our takeaways from today's piece. But before we do that, I want to talk a little bit about our sponsor, AcreTrader. AcreTrader is the place where you can now buy farmland. And if you never thought that you'd be a farmland investor, well, I think you might want to go to AcreTrader.com forward slash MWF and take a look because when you compare farmland to bonds or to other types of real estate, it is really an attractive option. The bad news about farmland historically is it costs a lot of money to buy a farm. So what Acre Trader does is they divide the the uh, field into pieces. So now you can start off with a much smaller sum of money, and then uh, you end up getting the rent check from the farmer. And historically, uh, when you look at how uh, the ups and downs of farmland versus other types of investments that it competes against, pretty attractive, boring in a good way, I would say. But check it out for yourself at acretrader.com forward slash MWF and click the Why Farmland button and you can see exactly uh, the case that they make there for farmland. All right. You can also go to our, you can also go to our new webpage. Oh, that has all of our all of our yes. sponsors. Way to go, Ashley, by the way. Nice job. Yes. yes. We have a money, you can go to our website, Money with Friends Podcast, and click on sponsors, and you can see Acre Trader and all of our sponsors, and uh, click on those links to support the show as well. That's awesome. All right. Uh, Bobby, what's our takeaway from this piece? So there's a line later in the piece that we didn't get to. Quote, it is likely that the vast majority of fake review fraud goes undetected. So just know that. Zoom in on the mid-tier reviews that will say the positive and the negative. Also, video reviews, as I mentioned, they may be sponsored, but at least you can see the product in action and you can get a better sense of whether it's right for you, even in the context of someone that may have a bias. You're seeing at least what's going on. And because they provide links to use and you can get their discount, at least the affiliate relationship is disclosed and you can make the best decision for you. I, I I like that because I really I, I don't know I I'm I'm totally with this piece. There's tons of fake reviews. There's fake reviews all over the internet, um, and and I'm glad to see them finally cracking down a little bit. I think there needs to be a lot more disclosure. I think there needs to be a lot more disclosure. But remember, they're not cracking down because there was the only punishment was that they well, good do point. It again. 
Good Let's point. just point that out. They are not cracking down. I'm not going to do it Nothing again. Nothing happened to them. Promise. Swear to God. They didn't even pay a fine. Yeah, right. Well, my 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 takeaway <laughs> is 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 this. There's two words that always uh, uh, I looked for when I talked to clients back when I was a financial advisor, and those words were know and trust. And I always like getting referrals from people that I know, because if I know that source, whether it's from a major publication or somebody I personally know, I at least have the benefit of knowing that where it came from. That doesn't mean, by the way, that that's a foolproof way to to uh, pick things, but it certainly is better than some random person on the internet telling you these knives are better than any you've ever ever used. The second thing, though, is is trust. There are also people that you know that I wouldn't take referrals from. And it always amazes me when I ask people about stocks they purchased or things they bought that didn't work out. How did you hear about it? Well, the person in the next cubicle at work, it worked for, they said it was great. Well, what does the person in the cubicle next to you know about buying stock in an auto company? They might not not know anything. So no is a great thing and trust is the second one. And I think that will help you uh, get through how you deal with deal with reviews. I certainly still look at online reviews. I know you do, Bobby. But totally. but if but if you gave me a referral versus some online person giving me a referral, I'm I'm going with it from you. Thank you. I really appreciate that, Joe. And that was very well said. I think that's good advice. That's going to do it for today. Uh, Hey, if people want to participate in our poll for upcoming shows, how do they do that, Bobby? At Money Friends Pod on Instagram. That's where we have most of our polls on the Instagram stories. So stay close to those. And you can also follow us on Twitter at Money Friends Pod there as well. And thanks to everybody who hung out with us today. Lori, Tom, Jim, Amika, James. Uh, who else we got here with us? Uh, uh, it's been fun. If you want to hang out with us while we make the show, head to facebook.com forward slash iStackBenjamins. If you've been nice enough to leave us a review, thank you. If not, please uh, tell people about the show. If you know somebody that needs to, if, if you know somebody who takes a lot of online reviews and uh, they shouldn't be, or they've been burned, maybe show them this episode. So we'll see you guys uh, back here on Monday with more Money with Friends. Bye-bye. This show is created and hosted by Joe Saul Cihai and Bobby Rebel, and is a joint venture of BRK Media LLC and Stacking Benjamins LLC, copyright 2019. Taylor Eichenberg engineered this show, and Ashley Wall is the producer. For a list of our friends who appear on the podcast, head to our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. You can also check out our schedule for upcoming recording sessions so you can join us and be part of the show. As with anything, remember you shouldn't take advice from any of us or any other video or podcast without first talking to your financial advisor and that the people in this episode are here for your and their entertainment purposes only. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and we'll see you back here next time with another episode of Money with Friends.